Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms Podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. Join me today for a conversation about intentional learning at home with author and creator of Other Goose, Erin Lochner. We discuss teaching our children in our everyday lives, including simple lessons that a mom can fit into her morning, how her principles for intentional living can apply to homeschooling, and so much more. But before we get to the conversation, I wanted to encourage you to leave a rating and review if you haven't done so yet. Leaving a rating and review on iTunes is the best way you can help this podcast succeed and grow. I know I always seem redundant when I say the same thing, but this is just a quick fun fact about Apple Podcasts. The more reviews that are left means that more people will actually click subscribe follow, which means the higher on the charts, which means more people are able to discover the show. So that's why it's so important that you actually subscribe to the Minimalist Moms podcast and leave a review. Even if you've already left one in the past, I'd love to hear something that you've enjoyed as of recently, who you'd love to hear in the future, or ways that you have been simplifying your own life on there. All right, as from a Minimalist moment this week, We are at the beginning of December, and it was actually about a week ago that I brought up the Christmas book bin from the basement. So I don't have a set toy rotation. It's more sporadic. However, I try to be more intentional about rotating books, and right after Thanksgiving, I always bring up the Christmas book bin, and it usually stays through the first or second week of January. If you've been a follower for some time now, you'll know that I'm a huge reader, and one of my biggest minimalist struggles is with books. This is especially true for our Christmas book bin. We have about 20 or so in there. And the other reason that they're not incorporated within our books throughout the year is because a lot of these are so special to me and I hope to one day pass down to my own grandchildren. Hey, we all have something and books are my thing. You could create your own Christmas book bin or if you have a certain holiday or time of year, you could have a fall book bin that includes anything with harvest season, apple picking, pumpkin patches, Thanksgiving... For some reason, I find it a lot easier to rotate books than I do toys. So I guess that's my tip for you this week. All right, here's my conversation with Erin Lochner. Erin, thank you so much for joining me today on the Minimalist Moms podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I am very excited. You are one of my all-time favorite authors. I think that you write so beautifully and I highly recommend anyone that hasn't picked up your book to do so immediately. Like pause this episode and go do it. Thank you. That's so kind. I just love everything you stand for. So this is, I mean, I think we're kindred spirits. I felt that way when I was reading your book for sure. But today we're going to talk about one of your other creative ventures that's turned into this really, well, I'll let you talk about it. It's called Other Goose. So let's have you introduce yourself and then we'll get into this conversation about Other Goose and homeschooling and intentionality behind uh, just teaching at home and learning in the house. So first, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. I am Erin Lochner. I'm primarily a writer, uh, but I also have three kids and I homeschool. So um I think, I think probably like most creatives can imagine your, your latest endeavor kind of is shaped by whatever season of life you're in. So this was just a surprising detour along the way of that. What made you start other goose and why don't you go into a little bit more depth about what it is? And then, like you said, your season of life did influence this. Yeah. Other goose is kind of a a non-curriculum curriculum for kids that are ages two to seven. Uh, it is primarily for homeschooling communities, but also at the same time, you know, if you're a family or if you're a mom and you just don't know what to do with your toddler all day and you're just stuck at home and 
and need some ideas, it's great for that too. But um, it's just a platform that suggests at-home learning ideas for uh, families. And it's a way to connect as a family. It's a way to connect parent to child. Um, for me, I started it because I, I needed it myself. I felt like at the time, uh, my husband and I were traveling abroad quite a bit. And I kept um, I kept missing the deadline to sign up my oldest daughter for school. <laughs> um, it was not in the it was not intentional. I did not expect to be homeschooling, but we were in Ecuador and I missed the preschool deadline. Then a year later, we were in Singapore and I missed the kindergarten deadline. So um, I kind of had this aha moment in Singapore. You know, we're in the middle of Tiang Baru. We're walking around and. I'm seeing different cultures, I'm hearing different languages. And I remember specifically in my kindergarten classroom, I was raised in public education. Both of my parents are public school educators. Um, so it runs pretty deep. But I remember our classroom had posters upon posters of all of these different cultures of where we could, ex- could learn from as an experience. And I remember thinking, this is so much better than a poster. If I can give my kids this, I wanna try. I wanna see what that looks like. And um, but of course, I didn't know anybody that homeschooled and I had no experience and I was terrified. It's your kids. You don't want to screw this up. And so um, I remember asking a whole bunch of people, how do you do it? What does it look like? Um, how do I start? And, and the resounding advice I would get was, you'll figure it out. Don't worry. You'll figure it out. And I didn't believe them. I was like, yeah, but how? What do I do? Tell me everything. And um, that's kind of sort of where this idea came from of yes, the kids, the kids need support, but I think the parents do too. I never, ever, ever want anybody to not homeschool because they don't think they can, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, they don't think they have the time or the patience or the knowledge or the expertise or whatever. It is surprisingly doable in the early years mm-hmm. and it's surprisingly powerful in the early years. And I just really wanted to make a space for, for parents to, to be guided through that. Absolutely. And I think you're so right with having that possible initial hesitation of not thinking that you can take it on. But I heard someone, I can't, maybe it was Dorinda Wilson said that you start teaching your kid from the moment that you hold them in your arms, whether it's just learning how to talk or telling them their shapes and color or like learning is in every moment. It really can be in every moment of every day. And so I do like other goose because it is just a little bit more structure to come alongside of you with things that are already around you. Exactly. You're totally right. We don't outsource potty training, you know, it's just, um, but at the same time we do, I think in the thick of the everyday, you're juggling so much. It is really hard to carve out those teachable moments. Mm -hmm. And I knew that for me, I wasn't going to get out that shiny workbook with my four-year-old and, you know, I, I wasn't going to teach her that way. She probably wouldn't have learned well that way anyway, mm-hmm. but I did need some help finding those teachable moments in things we were already doing. I didn't want to add another thing. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make the most of the things that we were already doing. How do I teach math in the grocery store? How do I make the most of a long car ride? Um, you know, what are some really easy age appropriate poems to memorize over breakfast? You know, mm-hmm. just super simple ideas that will help facilitate not only learning, but connection. You know, I think, I think you do need a fairly connected child that to be open to all of those moments with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to know you, you mentioned the poem at breakfast. I love that idea. And especially they're little sponges from two to seven too. I mean, really as they grow, they're little sponges, but 
What are some other examples you have of just simple lessons that a mom can fit into her morning routine? Totally. Honestly, they, they are profoundly simple. I mean, one of them this morning was host a staring contest with your kids, right? There's that, um, they, they so rarely get our eyes, you know, where we're just focused on just them. Um, either, you know, we're running errands or we're alongside each other or we're checking our phone or whatever. And, um, just something as, as simple as getting down to their level. And, and we also include the science behind why that matters. So why does it matter to look at your kids in the eye? You know, it teaches empathy, it's emotional regulating of just so many things. Um, and then it goes, you know, to the, from the simple to the big. So, um, another lesson this week was taking a mushroom walk. They're everywhere. They're, they're in our front stoop right now, but they're also, you know, if you live in the woods, if you live in your, in a nearby park, you can find them everywhere. And it's just a natural, you know, rather than doing these big elaborate manufactured experiences that are, you know, hide and seek the pom-poms or whatever, mm-hmm. I believe in prep-free, prop-free learning. I don't want a bunch of supply lists. I don't want a lot of um, non-sustainable activities. And so, um, a mushroom walk is it's nature's hide and seek, you know, and then you can dive into all of the communication systems between mushrooms and why they're so important for the ecosystem and why they help trees communicate with each other. And I mean, you really can take the lessons wherever you want to go with them. And that's what we're here for. We're here to trust the parent. We don't want to box the parent out of the learning experience because I mean, we have members who are botanists that know far more about plants and animals than they ever will. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be able to, to prompt them to talk to their kids about the things that they love and they value and they're interested in as a family. Yeah. And also allow the child to say, this really interests me. And then you can follow their interests as well. And that was another huge reason that I didn't want to have my kids at least right now, confined to what the schools were teaching, because I'm like, maybe you're not interested in that. And I want to follow your paths. And I, I am available. I know not everyone listening has the ability to stay at home. Maybe you need two incomes. Uh, so I, I totally understand that. But I think for people that are listening, that are just a little bit hesitant because of that whole lack of trusting yourself or the process, I just say, give it a year because so far I've been blown away with what my children are learning. And it's been really good to for me to be around them more intentionally, because I think that when you're just feeling like you have to parent your kids every day, I don't know, for some reason, I felt like I was losing my temper a lot more in those moments. But now that I'm like, we are learning and it's just all, and it's not always fun. We've had rough moments, but it's, you don't want all your days to be bad. So you're like, I'm going to put way more intention into this. If that, does that make sense? Oh, totally. I mean, I think it's, you just can approach it from a more proactive rather than reactive space. You know, you're not, you're not unparenting what they've learned outside of you. You know, you're not undoing all of that. You're just, you are giving them the time and the space to figure things out. You're leading them towards self-education. You're letting them, I mean, and I think there's a balance, you know, I'm not, I, I think some kids can teach themselves a lot more than others. I think I have, I have a couple different kids and they learn differently as well, but there's some degree, I think of intrinsic motivation that has to happen. If you're going to learn something, it's the same as adults as it is with kids. You know, I, I am not going to be excited about learning all about gluten-free things unless I have a child that's that's gluten-free and I need to bake them a birthday cake. Well, then now I'm motivated and now I'm going to learn how to do it. And our kids are the same. So I, I agree. I mean, I, I would say give it a year. I also think you know, we have so many members who, uh, 
pass off their other goose lessons to grandparents or um, care day, daycare providers or whatever. We have um, churches that use them, you know, for their Sunday school lessons or whatever. I mean, it's just they're just simple things that are there for people that need them and whatever capacity that means. You don't have to homeschool, but I do think if you are looking for ways to connect with your kid, period, whether that's outside of school walls or inside, um, that's what I think is the most important thing. Well, and especially because you're right, these aren't completely time consuming. So that witching hour for my kids is always at like four to when dinner's ready. So I think this could be a really neat idea to throw in right there. If you're always looking for something to do and to fill that time, this could be a great way for you to connect and then fill that time. That's usually Totally. Yes. Yeah. And there's no pressure. I don't like, I don't want it to be, if it's supplementary, that's fine. It's really a no pressure space to just pop in when you need them and pop out when you don't. Absolutely. So I want to talk about, this is going to air probably around the holiday break kids. I want to know why other goose could be a really great alternative to public schooling right now, while we're still kind of in limbo in some districts and maybe it's just not working or maybe your kids just, it's not working at school in a public school setting. So why is this a great alternative? We've kind of talked a little bit about it, but do you have any other things to say? Yeah. You know, I think, uh, one thing that a lot of us learned during COVID was just, um, education needs to be a little bit redefined. We need to reassess, you know, what it looks like for our kids. What are the, what does learning even mean? You know, is learning, uh, is the way that we're doing it, is it teaching the whole child or is it just kind of shoving whatever standards and regulations need to happen their way? Um, I think, I have a, a friend right now who just with the added regulations is, um, you know, pulling her, you, you pull your kids out of school for all kinds of reasons. Sometimes it's just a work for the individual. Sometimes it's a regulation issue. Uh, for her, the issue was technology use, you know, the iPads and kindergarten and all of that. It was too much. And so um, I think a lot of us are reassessing. And I think a lot of us were forced during shutdown to think, you know, can I do this? I mean, I, I, I done it before. It feels less scary. Can I do it full time? And people are figuring out a way to do it, whether that's looping in another care provider or, um, juggling it with your know, spouse or whatever. If you have flexible work hours, you fit it in when you can. So I think for parents that are, that are spending the holidays reassessing what they want next, their next school year to look like, um, it's just a, it's a viable option. And I, I think, again, I just don't want anybody to, um, to feel like they just to lack the confidence in trying. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And that's okay too. You know, we do take it year by year in our family and, um, we've just found profound benefits from the entire process and from, for the parent too, you know, I will also say one of our main pillars is we really focus on EQ as much as IQ, you know, we, we like the, um, just, just the emotional aspect. We teach rhythm, we teach habits, we teach chores, domestic routines, family connection. We teach relationships. Um, a lot of those kind of non-common course subjects that sort of get pushed to the side simply because you can't individualize them in a classroom. You can't, you, um, it, things have to be a little bit more efficient than that. And there's really not a lot that's efficient about emotions. So, um, you know, if you do feel like you want to educate your whole child, or if you find that you, 
you know, the school has certain parts of your kid covered or you feel like they're gaining in certain areas and lacking in others. It's a really other goose is created to come alongside those areas that maybe your child needs some extra special help or you need help guiding your child in those areas too. I took this homeschooling quiz not too long ago just to see what my style, my type was. And, uh, I got traditional, which again, it's more structure to my day. There's Charlotte Mason, there's unschooling, there's classical. I think there's two others and I'm not, I'm not remembering, but this just provides enough structure for where my creativity can take over. But I will say I do have confidence in my creativity. So I'm wondering, is there, how does other goose provide more confidence to moms that aren't feeling that way. And I'm pretty sure it doesn't, you guys have a community too on there. I feel like I remember seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. We do uh, weekly parent chats. We have member forums. Um, I always make it a point to be just an email or a phone call away. I mean, I, I I consider myself as available to the parents as to the kids. You know, I just, I want to, I am honestly email is the best way, but I love my inbox anyway, but, um, I do, I really like to really dig into all of those barriers that a parent could experience. Maybe their child's dealing with tantrums. Maybe they, uh, are looking for specific book lists. Maybe they want reading recommendations tailored to their child. You know, I like pirates, but I don't like bunnies or whatever. We mm-hmm. will find absolutely any information. And that's my job. You know, I want to make sure that this for the parents that maybe you are fully confident in your creativity. You just don't have the time to research everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm here for. That's what the, our community is there for as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I mentioned at the beginning, you wrote one of my favorite books, Chasing Slow. Mm -hmm. And I want to know what it looks like to apply this idea of chasing slow in the season of homeschooling and intentional learning with our kids. Yeah. I mean, for me, what that has looked like is making sure that um, I'm allowing my kid to learn at their own pace. And then I'm allowing myself to learn at my own pace, you know, uh, that means one kid might be reading at three, one kid might be reading at six. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's trusting that there are going to be gaps in the education, but trusting that your child will, I hate using the word catch up because what does that even mean? You know, but, um, they will, they will fill in their gaps when they need to. And, um, if we sit back and allow them the time and the space, they're going to be making those connections all by themselves. But I do think we tend to, for those of us that were raised kind of in a more um, traditional school environment, which was me, I tend to try to standardize, right? I want to make sure all my kids are learning all the time and uh, what I want them to learn. Or I kind of think that learning is this top-down approach where mm-hmm. I'm dispensing information and they're accepting it. Um, and it just always doesn't look like that. You know, it just looks so differently uh, from day to day. So for me, chasing slow in a homeschooling environment just means being okay with, with, um, progress, no matter how slow that might be. I also think slow living in general, you know, it's not as much about what it looks like as it is about what it feels like. So there could be something homeschooling might sound very slow, but we can make it fast. If we try hard enough, you know, we can, we can pour in a ton of stuff and we can, just stress everybody out in the house. So if the homeschooling process doesn't feel slow, um, it might not actually be slow living. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, I'm always trying to gauge how this is feeling for my kids. I'm always checking in with them. Like, you know, is there too much? Can we reassess? Is there something that isn't working anymore? Uh, That's the freedom and the beauty of it is we can move with our kids and the direction of our kids and, and, and like, and vice versa. They can 
come alongside us and whatever passion we're chasing at the moment too. And it really can be that easy. Yeah. I mean, I definitely noticed that when we first started because I was enrolled in something Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I was so glad we ended up dropping the Friday one pretty much right away. But again, it, it, it allows me for the structure throughout the middle of the week, but then I have the beginning and the end of the week to just go slower and to put on our list, what we want to prioritize and what the kids can really, they can choose what we do on Fridays. When I first started doing it, I was like, oh my gosh, I took on way too much. It's good yeah. to reevaluate and reassess. You do. And sometimes you need to take on too much to realize, oh, that's my limit. That's my set, set point, And I need to pull back and, and that's okay too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm trying to think, was there anything else that you wanted to share that I feel like we didn't touch on? Oh gosh, no, just that I'm so excited for your homeschooling journey too. I just think, yeah, I, I love people that give it a go and just, and try it. And I think you do learn so much about yourself. Yes. You, I'm noticing that gosh, we are not even three months, I guess about three months in, and it's been really edifying and seeing where I need to grow still. So yeah, I'm loving it so far. Oh, that is amazing. Yeah. Well, um, I do, we have a free workshop. If anybody wants just information on just all of the homeschooling myths, you know, like how long does it take? What does the day look like? Just sort of all of those things that are running in the back of your head when you're considering it. Um, and it's totally free. So people can sign up for that if they're interested in just testing the waters. Perfect. Send me that link and I'll include that in the show, but where else can listeners find you if they want to connect with you online or find other goose? I am not on the internet um, these days at all. So I would say the best is just othergoose.com. We have a contact form or I can be reached at hello at othergoose.com. And email is just always the best bet. We're also on Instagram at othergoose too. Perfect. Well, as we wrap things up here, I'm going to ask you two questions that I ask every guest. And I actually just switched this first one. I used to ask about the minimalist moment of the week, but I really wanted to give resources to listeners of things that my guests are enjoying themselves. So do you have a resource that you could share that's been really beneficial in your life? Oh my gosh. So many resources. Well, okay. I would say, um, for me, the work of Julie Bogart, do you know her? I don't think, Oh wait, hold on. She's in Ohio too. Oh my gosh, she is. I I think she's, did she write about homeschooling? Is she in? She wrote The Brave Learner. Yeah. Yes. Okay. She I has know. another book coming out too. Um, okay. She's been a really great resource for me for like, what does this look like when we age past age seven? Like my daughter's nine now. So we've been doing this for about six years and um, she's kind of guided me through like, what does it look like beyond, you know, those early years when the stakes do get a little bit higher. Um, so yeah. she's been my favorite resource just as a person and, um, just in redefining education in general. Um, I would say, yeah, Julie. Great. Okay. Yeah, no, I'll have to, I need to read her book. I it's on my list of homeschool resources to get through. So my last question is what is something that you can't stop talking about? And this can be in regards to slow living, uh, minimalism, or just something that you love. Oh my gosh. Um, Right now, hot cinnamon sunset tea, uh, Harney and Sons. Have you ever had that? No, but it sounds really good. <laughs> okay, it's so good, and they have it. They have it in decaf for the for the non caffeinated or whatever. But it is just. I'm not a tea person. I'm a coffee person. And it has taught me to like tea because it's just bold enough and it's perfect in the winter and things are getting cold and it's just it's the coziest drink. 
That's what I was going to say. I keep wanting to be the person that has a cup of tea every night or in the afternoons and I'm sitting here sipping on coffee still. So that sounds like one I'll have to try though. Yes. Try it. You will really love it. Cool. Well, I'll add that to the show notes as well. But Erin, this was a great conversation. Again, I just want to encourage people that are just on that border of, I don't know if I can do this. I want to say you can, you can, you can. So thank you for being here to encourage them as well. And I appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. What did you think of the episode? I've been really loving other goose for simple daily prompts to just spend more intentional time with my kiddos, especially my youngest two. The prompts are educational and so sweet. I've included a link in the show notes if you'd like to check them out. I'd also like to know how you include intentionality with learning in your day-to-day. I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Instagram account, Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.